When the wise men had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. Please pray with me. Dear Father in heaven, we ask you to be here with us this morning in this place, and we trust that you are here. May my words be your words, and all of our thoughts, your thoughts. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. So, it was just last year, my 39th year of life, Uh, that I finally understood all the hoopla around Les Mis. Until then, I had only ever been intimidated by the size of the book or seen the Anne Hathaway, Hugh Jackman film, which is not that great, or heard friends lustily singing the songs from the back seats of cars on the way to seminary flag football games. I know that sounds weirdly specific, but that's where I heard the songs from Les Mis. This, I thought, this is what all the fuss is about. That's what I thought when I finally saw the movie three or four years ago, whenever it came out. And everyone said, you got to see the show. you got to see the show. And of course, I finally did. Last year, I went with Aya here to the Kentucky Center, and I was all ready to roll my eyes at it and think that I was too cool for it. But it was great. Really great. The great part was the music, but the really great part, the really great part of Les Mis is the message. In an early and probably the most famous scene in the story, and by the way, no uh, spoiler alerts should be required for Les Mis since the the novel came out in 1862. Like, you've, you've had your chance. Anyway... In an early scene, our protagonist, Jean Valjean, is invited to stay at the home of a bishop. And he's just been paroled from prison after 19 years hard labor for stealing a loaf of bread to feed his starving sister's son. This is his only crime. He's just been paroled, but now out and an allegedly free man, he has been refused a room at the inn. Get it? refused a room at the end. Get ready for this, because Victor Hugo is doing theological work here. Jean Valjean has been refused a room because he has to show papers that identify him as a thief, as a criminal. A bishop, though, decides to show him hospitality and, in fact, treats him like a son. He's, in fact, so caring, so loving, it's actually too much for Valjean to take. He's overcome by the facts of his situation, his bleak outlook, and he doesn't know what to do. He's sort of so confused that what he ultimately decides to do is steal all the silver from the bishop's house and take off into the night. Now, of course, he doesn't get very far before he's arrested by a police inspector named Javert, and we'll get back to him later, and he's dragged back to the bishop's house, and he's thrown to the ground, sure to be thrown back into hard labor for the rest of his life for this second offense. All they need is for the bishop to confirm that Valjean has stolen all this silver from his house. And then, 
the bishop does something incredible. He addresses Valjean there on the ground, and he says, My son, you've forgotten these two candlesticks. I gave you all of this silver. How could you leave behind these most valuable pieces? And with that, Valjean is set free, and he gets to keep all the silver. Now, as you might imagine, this experience changes his entire life, his whole way of thinking. In that moment of radical forgiveness, Jean Valjean goes from seeing the world through a lens of law, crime and punishment, or karma, or tit for tat, or you get what you deserve. He goes from seeing the world that way to seeing the world through a lens of grace, of love, of forgiveness. It is for him a total paradigm shift, and it is what sets the story off. And it's the overriding theme of this enduring story. Les Mis is about the power of grace. Now, with that shift in mind, let's consider the story of the wise men from Matthew chapter 2. They come following a star because they've heard that it will lead them to the newborn future king of the Jews, the Messiah. And they want to pay him homage. First, though, they go to Jerusalem, sort of assuming that's the hub, that's where they're going to find out what's going on. And they run into King Herod, who hears this news and he gets afraid, right? Because currently he's the king. And if there's some new up-and-coming king of the Jews, Herod is going to be out of a job. So Herod tells the wise men, go find out where this baby is and then come back and tell me so I can pay him homage too. Now, of course, if we were to read just a few verses further than we get in our assigned reading this morning, we would see what Herod is really up to. We find out that when the wise men don't come back with a report about the whereabouts of this new king, when Herod finds out that they've gone home by a different route, he gives an order that all the boys two years of age and younger in that whole area be killed. Herod will stop at nothing to get rid of this future king. So what happens to the wise men? What made them decide to go home by a different route, to not report back to Herod about where baby Jesus is? Well, we read, of course, that they were warned in a dream, but I want to suggest to you this morning that something even more profound has happened to them than that. They have met Jesus Christ. Here's another story from Les Mis. The police inspector, Javert, that I referenced earlier, is after Jean Valjean for the whole story because he's broken his parole in order to care for an orphan. And they have sort of several uh, meetups throughout the course of the story. And several times, Valjean either gives himself up to Javert or shows him mercy in other ways, including once even actually explicitly having the opportunity to kill Javert and deciding to spare his life. And after this final act of mercy, 
on Valjean's part toward Javert, remember, the police inspector who's trying to get him and throw him back in jail for the rest of his life, Javert sings a song. Here's a little piece of it. <clears throat> Just kidding, I'm not, not going to say that. <laughs> Although I could rival Russell Crowe, I think. So here's how... That's actually not true. Not even Russell Crowe. Here's what Javert sings after Valjean spares his life. He says, Who is this man? What sort of devil is he to have me caught in a trap and choose to let me go free? It was his hour at last to put the seal on my fate, wipe out the past, and wash me clean off the slate. All it would take was a flick of his knife. Vengeance was his, and he gave me back my life. Damned if I'll live in the debt of a thief. Damned if I'll yield at the end of the chase. I am the law, and the law is not mocked. I'll spit his pity right back in his face. There is nothing on earth that we share. It is either Valjean or Javert. And then, and here again we have a 150-year-old spoiler alert. Javert, the police inspector who has just said, I am the law and the law is not marked, mocked, he throws himself into a river, committing suicide. As an agent of the law, he cannot comprehend mercy. As a purveyor of justice, he cannot comprehend love. He simply can't live in a world where grace and forgiveness have a life more powerful than judgment and law. This is what Les Mis is about. It's incredible. Les Mis is about mercy triumphing over judgment, about grace overcoming law. Now we call this Sunday in the church year the Sunday of the Epiphany. One of the ways to translate that word is a sudden revelation, like an aha moment. In the church, it's referring specifically to the revelation of God, the manifestation of God on earth, the birth of Jesus Christ, revealed to these three wise men. That's what the wise men are witness to, the epiphany, the revelation of God. They know immediately upon meeting this Jesus Christ that they can't go back to Herod and sell out this newborn because they've come into contact with God on earth. They've experienced an epiphany. But get this. This is not the first time that God has been revealed. The most notable previous time was when he gave the Ten Commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai, revealing himself. We've talked about this idea before, that the law is sort of a picture of God. So when God gives Moses the law, it's him revealing himself, what he is like. But we don't call that the epiphany, because that's not an aha moment. We saved the word epiphany, the sudden revelation of God, the aha moment, 
for the recognition of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior. Remember last week when John said that the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Which one is the aha moment? Which one is the epiphany? See, the law works just the way we expect things to work. Right? When Valjean is dragged back before the bishop, he expects the bishop to have him arrested. After all, he is a thief. Javert, the inspector, expects Valjean to kill him when he has the chance. After all, Javert is trying to throw him in prison for the rest of his life. Now, if those things happened, if the bishop sent Valjean back to jail, or if Valjean killed Javert, we'd all nod our heads, say, yep, that sounds about right, yawn and throw Victor Hugo's 1,488-page novel on the trash heap. Because that's old news. That's boring. That's what we expect. But the epiphany, the aha moment, the gospel, the news that grace exists, that a sinner might not get what's coming to him, but instead be given more gifts, that mercy might triumph over judgment. When Javert, the inspector, comes into contact with this revolutionary idea, this epiphany, he can't handle it. It runs so counter to the way in which he needs the world to work that he can't stand living in this kind of world anymore. But for the sinners, for Jean Valjean, it changes everything. It changed everything for the wise men all those years ago, and it changes everything for us today. See, we expect the revelation of God to be like the Ten Commandments, rules, regulations, requirements, law, judgments. That makes sense. Remember when Isaiah has the vision of Almighty God in the throne room? He says, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. He's expecting Almighty God to be a judge. Remember Peter's reaction when he realizes that Jesus is more than just a man. He says, depart from me. For I am a sinful man. He's expecting the revelation of Almighty God to be a judge. We are sure that the arrival of a holy God comes to the tune of Javert's song. I am the law, and the law is not mocked. I'll spit his pity right back in his face. There is nothing on earth that we share. It is either Valjean or Javert. It is either holy God or sinful humanity. So it is an earth-shaking epiphany when God becomes incarnate on earth and he is Savior, not judge. When he is healer, minister, offering himself as a sacrifice for others, as we'll say in a few minutes, when he is a propitiation, a perfect offering for the sins of the whole world. 
Life makes more sense Javert's way if we just each got what we deserve. But that's terrible news for sinners like us. We, though, have got it so much better. We're Jean Valjean. All too often we feel like we've been caught and dragged back to God's house. And we know we're guilty. In a few minutes, we're going to make a simple confession. Simple enough that it encompasses everyone. We confess that we have not loved God with our whole heart. And we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. The good news The announcement that shakes the earth and shatters the way we think the world works is that God himself has come to us, come down to earth and turned the axis of the world from Javert's way, where everyone gets what they deserve, to Valjean's way, in which everyone gets way better than they deserve. This is the good news about Jesus. We who spend our lives running from the law, from Javert, are worn out. But Christ's work is finished. His life was perfect. And yet, the deserving has been reversed. The scales of justice have been turned upside down. Jesus got the death that we deserve. And we get the perfection that he earned. And we, we sinners made righteous, are set free. And that is an epiphany. Amen.